Welcome to Pirate Talk Radio. In this podcast, I discuss everything Sea of Thieves, from lore to PvP, to even what fish you can catch for the hunter's call. Please sit back, relax, and join me on this adventure. Welcome back, guys, to Pirate Talk Radio, episode 52. That is one year, one whole complete year of Pirate Talk Radio. And I want to thank each and every one of you who have dropped me a message, who have listened over this year, who have sent me an email, a tweet, anything, join the Discord server, um, whatever the case may be, stop by the stream over on Twitch. Thank you guys very much. I started this project kind of as a as a fun little passion hobby, and it's kind of grown into something that I enjoy doing each and every week, and uh, something that it seems like a lot of people uh, like to tune into each and every week. So I appreciate that very, very much, and I assure you we're going to keep doing these <clears throat> going forward, um, hopefully for another year, two years, three years, however long. Uh, that you guys keep listening and supporting, I will keep doing those. So thank you. Thank you very much. So uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, uh, last weekend, I sat down with uh, Captain Blubber. Uh, he is a YouTuber, and he also does uh, a podcast. And we recorded an entire show. Uh, it's a little over an hour, and I believe it releases later on this month. Uh, so as soon as I get the official release date um, based on his schedule, uh, I will let you all know in an episode, but uh, you can always go check him out, Captain Blubber, on uh, on YouTube. But I will uh, leave the link to his channel in the description box. He does a lot of cool Sea of Thieves videos. Um, I believe one of his big series is Sea of Glitches, where he highlights and 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 laughs at a lot of the Sea of Thieves uh, glitches out there. So that's kind of entertaining and a lot of fun to watch. But he has a great podcast, too. He does, uh, I think, uh, one podcast each month. Uh, for the duration of a season. So I think three to four podcasts for an entire season is usually what he, he does. Um, but it was a lot of fun to talk to him. Uh, we had a lot of great conversations. Uh, we covered a variety of topics uh, surrounding the future of Sea of Thieves, what my thoughts were on it and what his thoughts were on it. And we got into a, a lot of good talks. Um, I, I know that him and I don't agree on every single thing, which, to be fair... I don't think any time that I'm a guest on a show or that I'm uh, I have a guest on my show that we ever agree on everything because that's what makes discussion and and talking back and forth great. Um, so there were definitely some some moments where we got to go back and forth and and kind of show each other's uh, expertise and what we'd like to see or our opinions on on where rare is. Uh, there is one topic that we did cover in that podcast and that's the Xbox. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later because I do have some more thoughts uh, than we had time to talk about um, on, on on his show. So I wanted to to kind of talk a little bit about the Xbox um, itself. So again, Captain Blubber, thank you very much. Uh, I know you listen, and I appreciate you you very much for inviting me on. And I hope uh, that uh, we can chat again soon uh, and and continue great discussions about this. But 
let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. So um, the big event has ended, right? The big event was over on November 4th, which as I'm recording this, uh, it has now passed. It was it was done today. Um, so that is, that is now done. <clears throat> so I hope everyone got in and got their 10 skeleton kills to get their to get their uh, their their flare, their cannons and their title. And then I hope that you also got in there uh, and, and worked on your favor to hopefully lo- unlock uh, the other three, the other three items, the tankard, the blunderbuss and uh, the cannon. Right. The figurehead was for the event, the skeleton killing event. And it was tanker, blunderbuss, cannon was the uh the favor so i hope you guys got in there and did that i also hope you enjoyed the uh i i know i got a couple comments uh from folks i I think a lot of people enjoyed the uh, last episode where i talked about how easy it was and how broken it felt um doing that event on an alliance server it was a good science experiment it's not gonna happen again trust me Mm -mm. Mm -mm. that was the worst player experience i think i've ever had in my life that was that was painful that was painful. Oh, anyways, <laughs> anyways. So, uh, <clears throat> what's coming next for Sea of Thieves? Obviously, we're still in the heart of uh, season four uh, as we're working to wrap up this year. Um, I don't know if uh, we'll see um, another. I, I mean, based on how it lines up, I think we've got like five weeks left or something in the season. Um. I guess it makes sense if the season kind of rolls over to season five, uh, going into, um, you know, the Christmas time, uh, which is always going to be festival of giving, um, on sea of thieves, which is quite frankly, an event that unless they throw the world's greatest cosmetic at me, I usually don't participate in, um, just because again, it's sea of thieves, not sea of friends. And so the concept of giving your loot away to someone else in some holiday cheer is not my style. It's it's not my thing. Um, so usually I just, I mean, if I get credit for things while I'm doing my normal sailing, my normal thieving, my normal killing, then so be it. But uh, if, if it's something that I have to go out of my way to give someone loot, no, it's not going to happen. It's, it's just not going to happen. Um, the only the 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 few times that they've had a cool cosmetic attached to that, I've kind of cheesed it by taking my loot and putting it on their ship and then moving it back to my ship. I have done that, um, but again, it's it's just one of those things. I, I I get what they're trying to do with the holidays time. I get what they're trying to do um, with kind of a a event that that themes with the holidays. I think they can do better. I honestly think they can do better, and I, I wish they would. I, you, you've heard me for hours talk about the creativity of their events, um, especially the limited time events, and and how I feel that their you know reduce, reuse, recycle, um, repeating the same old achievements and favors and 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 accommodations and plunder past things. It's the same thing every single time. And I expect more uh, from Rare, who has, cre- who has created a, a, an absolutely fantastic game with a very creative uh, storyline, with very creative mechanics. With It's just the game is a giant sandbox of creativity. And then when they try to push out events, it's just lame. It's lame duck is what it is. So I, I don't know. 
I don't expect much from Festival of Giving. Um, I really don't. Uh, I, I'm not sure if they do any, I can't remember if they do anything for like Thanksgiving. Um, I know they just, we just did the Halloween thing, which, um, is, is always the Halloween stuff is always disappointing. The, the festival of the damned, you know, it was cool when it first came out when they released the Fort of the damned, but now it's just like, okay, go light a couple beacons. Okay. Kill a couple skeletons. Yay. And it's, it's the same stuff. We kill skeletons. You know, for for the other achievements, we kill them with grog balls. We kill them with the other curse balls. We kill the flame hearts. We kill the skeletal ships. We kill the ashen winds. It, it's the same stuff that we see, and they just wrap it uh, under a new event. And it's, it's really getting lame. It's really getting uh, um, just tiring, right? So unless they put some really awesome cosmetic dangling in front of me, I I don't I don't do them, and that's just how it is. And, th- and that sucks because I enjoy. You know, unlocking all the cosmetics. I enjoy, uh, obviously, playing the game. I, I love this game. But at the end of the day, if if you're just going to give me the exact same thing every month or every three months, uh, and don't give me some sort of you know shiny dangly bit that's that's in front of my face, I, you're not going to catch me. You know, spending my time um, doing that. I'm going to get on. I'm going to work through the season pass. I'm going to play with uh, people who want to sail with me. I'm going to move on. I'm not going to focus on the events, um, again, unless you dangle something cool in front of me. For example, they dangled a really cool ship cosmetic tankard blunderbuss uh, in front of me with this uh, with this favor event and in, in the Halloween stuff. And though I thought the overall way to get it, the, the killing of skeletons, ghost ships, and, and stuff, is the same stuff I've been talking about. It's the lame repeating, uh, you know, stale, cold leftovers that they've been doing for a long time. It, it, I wanted the cosmetics, so I did it. And of course, in the next event, we're still going to have, oh, go kill Ashen Winds, hand in the skull, uh, kill Flameheart and all that stuff. And if the cosmetics cool, I'll do it. If not, then I'm not going to, you know, go out of my way to to work on that. And and I really think as far as uh, Rare is concerned, I really think they need to put a better focus on exciting people with their events, um, not just with cool cosmetics, but actually the event itself. Um, what you have to do in the event, uh, the different themes. And I've done a couple episodes on, you know, creative th- ideas that I've had uh, to kind of go through and freshen up this stuff. So I, I hope at some point Rare does freshen up the events because honestly, they're just they're just at this point just bad and lame. So there you go. But uh, we'll, we'll see. The seasonal changeover, uh, I think, uh, let's see, or we'll finish up. If it's five weeks from now, it's a month. Um, a little over a month. So what mid December will probably switch over. So yeah, festival of giving will probably be the first major event of, uh, of season five. So we'll see how that goes again. It's, it's an event that I usually just abstain from every single year because it's not pirates. It's not pirates. It's not sea of thieves. It's just a cop out and it's a bad themed event and don't give your loot away. Just don't do it. Never give your stuff away. You're a pirate. Everything matters. Every cannonball, wood plank, banana, skull, gem, every worm matters, okay? You are a cutthroat of the seas. You are supposed to be stealing everything. If you're attacking a boat and you've got them dead, start putting all their worms and bananas in storage crates. Steal it all. It is yours. It is yours to take. You are a pirate. Plunder it all. Um, but I found a couple cool things to uh, kind of talk about and and show you guys 
on uh, on the old uh, on the old Reddit. Um, a couple cool posts here. Uh, the first one here is uh, is a post uh, by the user Y underscore bitch, which is a fantastic username that's spelled W H Y underscore bitch. Bitch spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. Um, and this uh, was a cool thing that they found about Wanda's spyglass, which was a cosmetic that we got uh, not too long ago, or maybe even this season. I can't remember when Wanda's spyglass uh, was was added. It might was it this season or was it last season? I don't remember. It might be this season. Anyways, or was it the Pirates Life season? I don't know. There's just so many cosmetics, and I get them confused. My memory's not that great, you know. I'll talk to to Captain Logan of Keelhauld and um, and I'll be like talking to him about some cosmetic. He's like, "Oh yeah, that was released during the the uh, Megalodon event uh, three and a half years ago, and you had to do that." And I'm like, "How do you remember this? The dude has a knowledge for this game that is absolutely insane. I can't remember when Wanda's Spyglass came out, and it's a Spyglass that just came out recently." It wasn't something that was a year ago or whatever. It is literally a spy gas that just came out, and I I don't even remember which season it was. So there you go. Um, but anyways, if you take Wanda's spyglass and you go into the pirates, uh, uh, the pirate legend hideout, the uh, at least in this picture here, the ghostly band that's playing in the the tavern there um, outside of where the pirate lord sits. And you spyglass in on the band. The band is obviously a um, uh, ghostly figures, right? And you spyglass in on them. It actually, because of how the spyglass, um, the the tinting works, actually colors, actually colors the pirates in the band, which is very interesting. Now, I don't think it's completely the spyglass tinting. I think this was an Easter egg. Uh, that rare put in, but yeah, if you go and you spyglass with Wanda's spyglass, the the pirate band, and it might work on the other ghostly pirates in the pirate legend uh, hideout. But you you spyglass them, and they look almost alive again. Uh, their instruments are so, their their instruments look solid or relatively solid. They've got the colors of the instruments. You see the ghost, um, uh, the ghost hurdy gurdy. That you see the colors in their hat and the feather and their outfits. It's actually a really cool find. And uh, in the comments section, a lot of people are speculating, could we use that spyglass um, throughout a lot of the um, uh, throughout a lot of the different uh, uh, areas out there and see if uh, if if, you know, things change if you use Wanda spyglass. So that's really cool, and I, I'm not sure if it's just like how the spyglass tints or whatever, or it's actually an Easter egg. It looks to me like an Easter egg. I haven't actually went in and scienced this out. It was something that I found this week on Reddit, perusing through, and I thought it was really cool. So uh, get your Wanda spyglass out and uh, and go down to the Pirate Legend hideout and start scoping some things out and see if you see anything. It would be really cool, uh, especially since Wanda plays such a critical role in the story of sea of thieves um and part of the dark brethren obviously it'd be very cool to see uh if this cosmetic dedicated to her um would give you some interesting um things in the world like uh little secrets and stuff that appear only when using her spyglass so you're really cool uh really cool find by that reddit user uh y underscore bitch i freaking love that name it's so good 
so good. But uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. I thought it was uh, a, a really neat find. And I hope they continue to do more stuff like that. I know one thing that uh, people have been asking for for a long time, just because he's kind of a beloved character. A lot of people like the Tall Tale, but um, in the same regards, a lot of people don't like the Tall Tale. Like, I thought the idea of the Tall Tale was good. I thought the execution of the Tall Tale was not as good. Um, and that's the um, that's the Suds Tall Tale um, with the spyglass that you get, and you can see the constellations. I, like I said, the idea of 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 looking at constellations to guide your ship is obviously historically accurate in 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 uh, in sailing in nautical history. But the problem how Sea of Thieves did it is their 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 sky is stagnant, right? Their sky doesn't move. So the the figures are always in the exact place, like right? Like that wouldn't actually happen out in the actual real world. Um or in a land where there's actually, you know, the planet is moving, right? Constellations move um, and things like that. So, um, so it, yeah, it, it's, it, yeah, but it's cool. It was a cool idea. Obviously it's, it's a tip of the cap of, of how people actually sailed back in the day using the stars um, and being able to guide themselves across the seas. One thing that people have always wanted since that came out is um, is Suds Spyglass, um, where they can, at any point in time, look up in the sky with the spyglass and see the constellations. Now, is it, it would it be huge? Um, I, I don't think so. I think that code's already in the game. Obviously, it's for the tall tale. But I know a lot of people would like to see Suds Spyglass in there. And in fact... When I saw that we got Sud's jacket in season two, I think, or yeah, maybe season two, maybe season three. I don't remember. Here we go again. Um, I thought we were going to get the spyglass and I thought a lot of the community was going to be happy because they finally got Sud's a spyglass. We didn't, unfortunately. Um, but I, I think that that would really excite the community to get Sud's a spyglass. Um, not, not for any game breaking or game changing things. But again, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, like the Wanda Spyglass, just something that adds a little flair and panache to your play, right? You want to sail around and, you know, no one's around you, so you can just look at the stars, you know, with uh, with Suds of Spyglass. I think it would be a, a nice little thing. Again, not game-changing, not game-breaking, just fun. And And that's what video games are supposed to be, fun. So good find there by uh, by that Reddit user. Appreciate it um, very much. Um, very cool. Check it out. Uh, the next one here that I have is this is a tip. All right, and and maybe I I will do a couple of Davram's tips and tricks uh, when playing Sea of Thieves. Um, and that is this concept that I still see time and time again all these years with this particular thing out there and that's kegs. And where do you put kegs on the ship? And it's it's a constant argument when I play with new players, of course the first place they take the keg is in the crow's nest. And I don't understand why people do that. Maybe it's out of sight, out of mind. It's it's up there. It's away from me, so I'm not going to slash it or sword dash through it or accidentally fire my gun through it. 
I don't know. But let me let me break this down for you. Okay, the crow's nest is one of the worst places to put kegs on your ship. And let me tell you why. Because there's a lot of people who argue with me about this, and I'm telling you right now, there is no argument. I have silent I have scienced it out. There is zero argument that you can provide to tell me that crow's nests uh kegs are a good location for those explosive boom barrels. They are not. They are one of the worst locations for explosive boom barrels, okay? So if you put, and this is for any of the ships, Galleon, um, Brigantine, or Sloop, if you put uh, kegs in your crow's nest, here's what's going to happen. First off, if you're going against anyone who's played this game for a while or anyone who has watched any PvP streamer on Twitch or YouTube, the first thing that they do on their approach to your ship is they begin firing their eye of reach at your crow's nest. Why? Because most everyone puts their kegs in the crow's nest. All right? So they're going to just start firing there. So if you put your kegs up there thinking they're safe, they're not. The person with the eye of reach will hit them because they will just keep shooting at them until they approach your ship and get on your ship. And most likely by the time they get on their ship, they have gotten a bullet into one of those boom barrels and blown it up. If the boom barrel explodes, you have lost a mast. Anyone under said mast, thus on the main deck under that mast, are dead or off the ship. Um, So you're killing people. You know, if you're on a sloop especially, that explosion is going to hurt you even if you're at the wheel. May even knock you off your ship. But you've definitely lost your mast, and on a sloop, losing your mast is is nearly game over uh, because you only have one, and you're not moving anymore. Right. You will also suffer damage to your wheel on a sloop. You will also suffer damage to your hull and start taking on water. It's a very damaging attack if that keg goes off in your crow's nest on a sloop. On a galleon, if you have a keg in your crow's nest, you do lose your main mast, potentially another mast, depending on the orientation of where that keg is. But at least your mass will be damaged. Your top deck will be on fire. And if you've ever been on a galleon with fire all over the top deck, that fire spreads quickly and you're dealing with it. You will take at least mid-deck holes, which again, not too horrible. But if someone's bearing down on you, having holes in your mid-deck is just one ballast ball away from bad times. Um, It will damage your capstan and one of the things in PvP is dropping the anchor. If your capstan is damaged and you are in battle, it's very hard to raise it if it gets dropped. If your capstan is dropped, you are dead in the water. You cannot maneuver, you cannot turn. So thus you are disabled on the galleon if your anchor gets dropped and your capstan is damaged and you have a sail down and you're on fire. Um, also, if a keg goes off on your ghost you've killed everyone under the on the, the, the deck or they're at least on fire burning or off the ship. Very bad. Very, very bad, right? Brigantine, same thing. Um, I think you damage the wheel on the Brigantine. It's away from the capstan. You definitely lose a mast. Um, Potential damage to the front mast. And I think um, uh, at least a couple hull holes. So, first off, where do I put kegs, you're asking? Where is the safest place to put kegs? I'm going to tell you right now, the safest place to put kegs on the shore, leave them, leave them in the vault, leave them on the shore, 
Leave them in the water. I don't care. Don't take kegs on your ship, okay? Now, if you're working on accommodations or you're a person like me who enjoys doing keg plays, we can't resist, right? Especially us doing keg plays. We love to have a load of kegs on the boat to do stupid, goofy things that usually gets us in trouble and usually gets us hurt. But it's fine. It's what we do. Um, so my advice is unless you're doing accommodations, just leave kegs off the boat. Leave them on the shore. Just leave them in the vaults of skeletal forts. Just don't take them with you. I have seen time and time again newer players or even veteran players who don't understand or don't care or don't realize they're setting themselves up for failure every single time doing a skelly fort and loading all those kegs onto their boat. And then there is a, someone sneaking, lurking in the darkness in the bushes or, or hiding on their ship. They pop out, throw one blunder bomb and boom, your ship's gone and you're probably dead. And then you're all upset because you lost everything. Cause you just spent 20 minutes to an hour doing a fort. You spend an hour doing a fort. You should probably rethink your ability to do a fort, but you've spent the time doing a fort. You got your loot there. And then one person with a blunder bomb has killed all of you and sunk your ship. That is why kegs are bad. Okay. Kegs bad. So, but if you are someone that likes kegs or needs to do the accommodation or whatever, where should you put them? Where should you put them? I've seen people put them in the captain's quarters <clears throat> bad place cannon fire at the captain's quarters. They're going to go boom. I've seen people put them, um, in the map room of the sloop. Bad idea. Hit them in the back of the ship. Boom. I've seen people put them on the, uh, in the sloop downstairs, um, on top of the barrel in the front of the boat. Bad idea. Hit the front of the boat. Boom. You've got a lot of holes. I've seen a lot of stuff. And I've scienced a lot of places of kegs out. Let me tell you the best place to put a keg. Best place to put a keg. On the tip of the bow sprit, right at the front, the little stick that goes, you know, the bow sprit, the stick in front of your ship, all the ships have them, right at the tip. Right at the tip. Sloop, galleon, brig, right at the tip. Now you're going to say, Davram, if I put them out there, I'm going to look like Rudolph during Christmas night with a glowing red nose that people can target. You are correct. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you have kegs on your ship, they're going to get blown up on a PVP game. They're going to get blown up either through a cannonball, a firebomb, a blunder bomb, a sniper shot. They are going to get blown up unless you are extremely lucky or you have really good maneuverability, but a lot of it comes down to luck, right? A lot of it comes down to luck. So what you're trying to do at that point, since you're taking a risk to have bombs on your boat, you're taking a risk. Now it's time to uh, like lower the punishment of that risk, right? So let's take a basic red barrel and you put it on your bowsprit of your sloop, you get two tier, maybe two holes right in the front of your ship. That's it. Your mast isn't damaged. Mast is not damaged. You get some fire. Mast isn't damaged. Capstan isn't damaged. Wheel isn't damaged. You're fully maneuverable. Your sail doesn't go down, and no one on your deck gets blown up. Right on the tip. Same thing with brig. Put it on your tip. Two holes in the front of your boat, 
no damage to anything critical. Okay? Let's move up to the next level. The stronghold keg. Big boom. Not the biggest boom, but a big boom. Put it on the front of your ship. On a sloop, blow it up. Two holes right in the front. Don't lose a mast. Don't lose a wheel. Get some fire. As long as people aren't standing up by the bowsprit, they live. On a brig, no damage to the sail. No damage to the... It might have a couple cracks in the sail, but it won't drop the sail, the front sail, if you put it on the tip of the bowsprit. No damage to the capstan. No damage to the, the helm. No damage to your mainsail. And two holes in the front. Let's go with a galleon. And we put the stronghold kegs up there. You're going to recognize a theme. You put them on the tip of the bowsprit, they get blown up. Two holes in the front. Sometimes mid-deck, sometimes not even bottom deck. Two holes in the front. No damage to your sails, aside from maybe the front might get a crack in it. No capstan damage. Definitely some fire, but you can easily put that out because it's not all over your ship from having an explosion right in the center. Let's go up to the Athena keg. The biggest of the boobs. The most fun and the giant green fire. I love green. Green fire. Same thing on a sloop. You put it on the tip of the sloop. Yes, there will be holes in the front. I think maybe up to three, potentially four, but a couple of them I think are only tier ones. I think you might get two tier threes and two tier ones. Something easily to recover from. Your mast will still be up, thus you're still moving. Unless you're standing in front of the mast on the ship, you're not going to get killed. Yes, there will be fire. Your wheel will not be damaged, and your capstan will not be damaged. Guess what? That means you can keep moving, use the water that's leaking into your ship to put the fire out, then repair up the holes. Guess what? You're still moving. Hey, a brigantine. You get a couple holes in the front. Your front mast, I think, might go down with an Athena keg. I think might go down with Athena keg. Capstan, not damaged. Wheel, not damaged. Some fire, but again, you're still moving. Catching a theme here? Mega keg on the galleon. You get two top, top uh, uh, mid-deck holes, two bottom deck holes. Your front mast, depending on where you place it, may or may not go down. The galleon has a much longer front end. So I think your front mast is safe on a galleon. Um, no capstan damage, no wheel damage. You do have some fire, but again, put it out with the water that's uh, leaking in from the bottom deck. And you're safe. And the most important thing is, you're still moving. So, where do you want to put kegs on a ship? You don't put them in the crow's nest. Don't put them in the captain's quarters. Don't put them on any of your decks. Don't put them on your map table. Don't put them on the bed. Don't put them anywhere but the front tip of the ship. Yes, you look like Rudolph on Santa Claus's sleigh. You got a giant red nose that says, please shoot me. But they're going to shoot him anyways. They're going to blow them up anyways in combat. At least minimize the damage to your ship. Put them on the front tip of the bowsprit. And trust me, you will feel a lot better about PvP engagements when you're not dead or disabled. Right? There you go. There you go. There's my pro tip for kegs today. You're welcome. If you disagree with me on that, I promise you. I use a lot of kegs when I play this game. I have had kegs blown up on my ship a lot of times. I know where to put a keg to make sure that I don't die. Trust me.
Now, obviously, the other key part there is don't be one of those idiots. There's a lot of idiots out there. A lot of idiots out there. A lot of idiots out there. I say it again. And they like to stand on the bowsprit while someone's doing all the work on the ship. And all that you hear is the spyglass. And then you get and then and you just see the person up there or just standing there on the front of a galleon, not doing anything. Or maybe they're up there with their gun or they're doing an emote or they're playing with their animal or whatever. We've all seen it. We've all seen it. Those people will die. But they're also not being helpful to your ship. So do you really want them on your boat anyways? Not really. Put them up there with the kegs. Make them sweat a little bit. Maybe teach them. Standing on the bowsprit doing nothing on a ship, probably a stupid idea. And you should probably learn to play the game. Next pro tip that I want to get to is sales. Sale management. I've seen new players, existing players, veteran players alike who don't understand sale management in Sea of Thieves. All right? So let's talk about sale management. When you are sailing a sloop, the two-person ship a lot of people solo with, there are two positions that you want your sails when you're sailing with a sloop. Full billow or straight flat. Those are the only two. You do not get crosswind on a sloop. You are faster putting your sail flat in dead wind than you are. There is no crosswind with a sloop. You are faster with it flat. Unless you can get the billow, right? If you get the billow, so you have the wind, then you can, you know, adjust the sail accordingly. (coughs) If you don't have the wind, flat. That's how you travel the fastest. Flat or with the wind. Flat or billow. That's That's with the sloop. With the brig or the galleon, you do get crosswind. So that means... If you are against the wind, so you are sailing straight at the wind, flat. Both sails, flat. If the wind is with you, you want to adjust the sails and get that full billow. If the wind isn't giving you full billow, but is moving from left to right or right to left across your ship, or it's coming kind of straight at you but at an angle... Adjust your sails in a fashion left to right, all the way to the left or all the way to the right. And what you'll notice with your sails <coughs> is instead of being flat and, and just straight flat, as in dead wind, or full billow, you know, and you get the cool music, what you'll see is there's a medium. They kind of puff out a little bit, right? They just poof a little bit. So you get crosswind on a brig and on a galleon. So if you have one of those instances where the wind is is moving um, left to right on you or you're going into the wind, but you're not going directly into the wind, the wind is kind of coming ahead and to your left or ahead and to the right, you can adjust those sails and get some speed with that crosswind. 
The problem that I see with, with people who play Sea of Thieves is Sea of Thieves is not a game where you just log in, you start sailing, and you just stand on the ship and don't do anything until you reach your final destination. You don't do that. That is not how you effectively sail in this game. Working on a boat is not easy. Even today, when we don't have boats that have sails on them, unless you have a sailboat for you know personal fun, Working on a boat's not easy. There's a lot of things to take care of. And especially back in these days, you know, the reason these the crews on these ships were so large um, was because there was a lot of things to do and people had to sleep while their people worked on things. There should always be people near or ready to adjust the sails at any point. If you have wind, you have to keep those sails in the wind. You have to keep that billow. The wind changes in Sea of Thieves. Not all the time. I think it needs to change more. But the wind changes as you're moving around the Sea of Thieves. And the crew should automatically be adjusting sails however it is to make your ship the fastest to get from point A to point B. Now, a good helmsman, a good driver, will be calling these things out. But an even better crew will automatically see the trajectory of the ship and they will see the wind change patterns and they will adjust the sails themselves. And so the helmsman doesn't have to say anything. Unfortunately, what I see a lot of times in the in Sea of Thieves is, is people are ignoring uh, sails. Um, they'll have sails going every which direction. They will, it'll, it'll be chaos, uh, basically, is what they'll have. I'm going to put that uh, web page back there because, holy crap, my background is very bright. So they'll have sales going every which way. <coughs> and it doesn't it doesn't work. You're you're being slow. And people people always then wonder, well, how's this ship catching me? How's this happening? What's going on here? And well, that's just how it goes. You're not adjusting your sales appropriately. All right. You gotta get your sales adjusted. So again, for the sloop, you've got two positions: in the wind, full billow, or straight flat dead. You don't get crosswind. Galleon and Brig, you have a third option where you have crosswind where you can adjust and get a little bit of speed um, if you're going against the wind. Um, the Brig is the, in my opinion, uh, the fastest, most maneuverable ship on the seas. Um, it, 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 it's just quick. I think, honestly, there's some uh, bugs or, or... I don't know if it's a bug, but there's something weird about the Brig um, it, it even sometimes seems to be able to catch sloops going dead wind into the wind. Um, not all the time, but it seems like something's goofy. But Briggs with crosswind, holy crap, they're fast. Uh, Galleon's obviously the fastest ship with full billow. Um, they're freaking turbo jet engines out there with full billow. Honestly, they're hard to steer at that point. Uh, it's just, it's so hard to keep the, the, the ship going proper with the waves right and then the sloop uh the fastest slip or so so you know um uh so they say the so the fastest shipped into dead winds so that's the wind coming straight at you um i think the ship the 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 sloop can still easily outrun ships uh into dead wind but i don't know something's goofy with the brig from what i've noticed it seems to not lose too much speed against the sloop into the wind i i don't know it's just what i've been observing it seems odd um, 
But the sloop, uh, a lot of people, you know, talk about uh, how how hard it is to to kill people with the sloop and things like that. I think the sloop is probably one of the best ships in the game. I love the galleon because you get more people on there. You get more people to talk to, more people to have fun. But I'll tell you what, a good sloop crew, a good two-person sloop, or even, hell, a really good uh, solo sloop player can dominate any ship out there with maneuverability and sail management. It's 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 freaking beautiful to watch uh, a really good sloop player out there. So, um, so yeah, if you are a solo slooper, I've, I've, I've shouted him out multiple, multiple times, um, <clears throat> on this, on this show. But if you are a solo sloop player and you want to learn how to get better at solo slooping, I strongly suggest you go on to uh, Twitch and checking out shockwave zero shockwave zero is probably one of the best, if not the best solo sloopers out there. He's absolutely fantastic. Um, go check him out if you want to uh, if you want to learn um, and get better at solo slooping. All right, so the Xbox. But before I get to that, when this episode releases, if you are watching it and it is still Saturday, Eastern Standard Time, you should probably come over. That is Saturday, the 6th of November, Eastern Standard Time. Come on over to twitch.tv slash Davram. I am doing a 24-hour, if I can make it, 24-hour stream, and it all goes to charity. Again, throughout this entire year, any money that I get from Twitch um, via Prime, via normal subs, via bits, it all goes to to charity. Um, So I would really appreciate anyone who's listening to this on Saturday morning, Saturday uh, afternoon, Saturday evening, or even Sunday early morning because we're going to do 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday. Again, if my body holds up. I'm getting old. It's getting harder to do this without naps and stuff. So uh, we're going to try. We're going to try to to power through it. Um, but please, by, by all means, stop by. There will be links in the description box in the show notes uh, of this show. If you would like to donate to the charity, there will be thing, uh, a link down there for you to do so. Um, and if you can't make it to the stream, that's absolutely fine. You can still donate. Um, the donation uh, link will be available through uh, New Year's Eve, so December 31st. Um, so plenty of time to get a donation in if you would like to support it. And again, if you can only give a dollar, then only give a dollar. You know, if you can't give anything, that's absolutely fine. That's when you can come open the Twitch stream, drop a lurk, um, and support that way. Uh, so we get some numbers up on the Twitch stream, get moved up in the category. Hopefully get some more views in there for people who are able to donate. <clears throat> it's been a tough couple years, so I don't anticipate everyone can donate. Um, and that's absolutely fine. Uh, but I am very passionate about raising money um, to help children um, who are less fortunate than most of us <clears throat> and who are very ill and can't uh, pay for their own health care and their families are in, on tough times. I am very passionate about helping those kids make sure they can pay for their health care. So through Extra Life, Again, 24-hour stream, Saturday, November 6th, starting at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, going until either I can't go anymore or until Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I hope to see you guys there. Hope to do. I don't know what that last hope to do was, but it just came out. And you know what? That's what happens. That's what happens on this show. That's what happens. <clears throat> I'm a I'm a one-take hero i think that's what really like like i don't know i'm not the greatest at editing out there in the world 
But when it comes to this podcast and when it comes to radio, editing, it, it's just not there. It's live, right? It's live. And though the podcast is not live, it's recorded and then uploaded, I like to treat it kind of like a live radio show. So if I get off topic on things or I'd say weird things, you know, talk, I just think it's fun radio. Like, that's, that's the thing is. Uh, with with all the different like YouTube stuff out there and with with the Twitch and stuff like that, you know, I feel like good old fashioned radio is just has it's kind of disappeared. I know it's still popular out there, but like you're in your car, what do you do? You've got your iPhone or your 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 <clears throat> your Android phone, and you're listening to music, right? And and I know there's still a lot of people who listen to the radio out there, me being one of them. I always listen to talk radio because that's my thing, or I'm listening to a podcast when I'm driving places. The only time I listen to music is when I'm streaming, <clears throat> when I'm working around the house, or when I'm exercising, when I'm working out. That's the times I listen to music. If I'm driving, I'm listening to to, to talk radio or to a podcast. And, and I just, I, I don't know, I just... I feel like talk radio has kind of disappeared. And so I kind of, that's why I, I I've named this pirate talk radio because I want it to be like a talk radio show. Um, so there you go. So making weird noises and things like that, it, it happens. So, uh, so with the little time that we have left, I want to dive into um, a, a topic that unfortunately we didn't have, uh, uh, you know, we were trying to keep the episode uh, based on captain blubber's time frame. Um, <clears throat> which I think he tries to go for an hour. We definitely went over because, you know, I can talk forever. Um, but one of the questions, and I really loved this question. <clears throat> um, and I'm not going to give the question directly because I don't remember it. Um, this was one from one of his community members and ask about Xbox support. Um, and, and we got into discussions about what Sea of Thieves, you know, could be doing, um, if they didn't have to support the old Xbox and, and when the old Xbox will disappear, and, you know, I, I, I gave some insight of what I thought, and I, I want to dive into this a little bit more because I've been thinking about this, and it, it just came down to we didn't have time to dive into it. We probably could have done a whole episode on just the Xbox. Um, but, but again, we had things to talk about. So let me, let me talk to you about this, and I've heard a lot. I've seen a lot on Twitter. I, I, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos, and I've heard a lot of people talking about how Sea of Thieves can be so much better if they would just stop supporting the old Xbox. And let me tell you why that's not going to happen. I'm going to tell you right now that it's not going to happen. There's going to be one thing, and I, I want to just get this out in, the, out in the world right now. There's going to be one thing and one thing only that will actually make Sea of Thieves stop supporting the old Xbox. And let me tell you that what that is. When Microsoft stops supporting the old Xbox. That, that's, that's when it's going to happen, okay? That is when it is going to happen. First off, it's been very difficult to get the new Xbox. I'm looking at you, all you folks out there who don't have the Duke uh, uh, cosmetics, the uh, the Duke ship set for the new Xbox. And if you've listened this long, I'm going to tell you how to get them. And it's not by cheating and having someone else log in, which is not allowed, right? This is you on your computer, if you're a computer player. I'm going to show you, tell you how to do it at the end of this episode. So you better stick around to the end because it's going to happen. I'm going to tell you how to get the cosmetics because I have them and I don't have the new Xbox and I didn't have anyone log into my account. So it's going to happen. So anyways, Game Pass. Game Pass is the reason that Sea of Thieves is as big as it is. Yes, Steam was a huge win for Sea of Thieves. It has brought in a lot of revenue for Sea of Thieves. It's, it's great to have it on Steam. 
But still, at the end of the day, this is an Xbox game. If you ever go, if you ever watch E3 or any of the big Xbox um, um, streams or or reveals, you're always going to see the Xbox Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, all those different monthly subscriptions, and one of the big panels on every single advertisement of Game Pass is Sea of Thieves. It's got the arena uh, characters there. It's got the gold hoarder or whatever it may be. Sea of Thieves is always right there frontlining the advertisement of Xbox Game Pass. The thing is, the new Xbox has been very difficult to get, which means Microsoft cannot turn off support to the old Xbox because if they did, they've got a huge, massive amount of players who unfortunately are not going to be able to play the games anymore, right? And it took them a very long time to stop um, support on the Xbox 360. And then again, the next Xbox. It takes Windows and Microsoft, not Windows, it takes Microsoft a long time to shut off support for old things. They love to shut off support with their Windows products so to get you to buy the newest Windows thing. Um, but there's a lot of security risks and stuff in that. The Xbox doesn't have that. And and shutting off support to the old Xboxes is, is just not something they like to do um, for a very long time. Now, eventually they will. But again, who knows how many years that's going to be. So if you're banking on um, Sea of Thieves or Rare to shut off support to the old Xbox, you're fooling yourself. They are not going to do that until Microsoft themselves shuts off support to the old Xbox because they are the poster child, one of the poster child, along with Master Chief, to the subscription service, the Xbox Gold, the Xbox Game Pass, the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. They are one of the poster children for that. And that is huge for them to get new players coming in, existing players coming back and checking it out, checking out the seasons, checking out a pirate's life and stuff like that. As long as they're a poster child, they're not going to have any control of shutting that off. It is a huge revenue generator. Obviously, the Microsoft Studios out there, Rare being one of them, they're going to get kickbacks from uh, Game Pass. Um, that's, you know, part of the way that they make their money. It's not huge, right? It's not massive because they've got a lot of studios out there and Xbox Game Pass allows you to play a lot of different games from a lot of different studios. So you're not going to get a lot of money from that, but you're going to get some money um, from that. And if you get you close off the old Xbox, you're going to lose some of that revenue because they're not going Microsoft isn't going to throw money at you for their game pass. If your game doesn't work on their older systems, <clears throat> the other piece of this is the pirate emporium, right? If you again, cut off some of your player base and I would argue the majority of your player base, there's still a massive amount of people, probably the majority of people playing on the Xbox system. Um, and if you cut that off, you now lose Pirate Emporium money. People who are on the Xbox that want the cool cosmetics and will spend every single time, like me, um, when new cosmetics come out, buying the new cosmetics. And you losing that particular stuff, that money hurts you as a company. So they cannot kill off um, support for the old Xbox. Could they do a lot with the game by getting rid of the old Xbox? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Right now, a lot of the um, unable to expand the world, unable to put more ships on the server, unable to put bigger ships on the server to support more players, unable to do a lot of things comes down to the compatibility with better graphics, better performance, and the old Xbox. They are limited to what they can do to make the world bigger and better and more fun because of the hardware limitations of the old Xbox. Yes, we have PC players out there. Yes, we have new Xbox players out there. But if you're making a game that has to support older hardware, you can't just throw out these ridiculously powerful stuff for the new new system. It has to support the old system. Now, some of you out there might be thinking, well, then why don't they just have an, X, an old Xbox version and a new version? Well, now what you're doing is you're splitting your development force into two more teams, one that is there to dedicated to support the old version and one dedicated to support the new version. And they have to cross over because if you support something or you make something new for the new version, then you're also going to have to make it to the old version. So you're splitting your development efforts. And we already know based on how, you know, Rare comes out with things and, you know, the content doesn't last that long and bugs are existing for a while and they're not, you know, getting these bugs fixed and keeping them fixed. Rare is not a massive studio. They don't have the luxury of, of getting multiple teams to do these different things. And with a new game on the horizon of, of the, the wild game or whatever it is, they don't, they don't have the power. They don't have the staff in order to split that up. So Sea of Thieves has to be a unified game for all consoles, and we just have to understand that the old Xbox is not going away. Not to say us PC players and new Xbox players wouldn't love to see a more powerful, beautiful, bigger Sea of Thieves. It's just not going to happen. It's just not. The old Xbox is going to be around for years to come, and Sea of Thieves, so long as it's going to continue, is going to have to develop for the old Xbox. Now, some people say, well, why don't they just make Sea of Thieves 2? Again, that comes down to a, a, a bigger development staff and a new team. Furthermore, uh, Joe Neat has always stood by the fact that this game was originally designed to be a 10-year project. We are now in year three, going on to year four. So according to the original roadmap of Sea of Thieves, there is still between six and seven, six and a half to seven Back it up. Five, we're just going to go with that. Six and a half to seven more years of Sea of Thieves 1. I don't know if they would bring out a Sea of Thieves 2. I don't I don't know. I don't know how that would work. It would be a different game for sure. Um, I, I personally think it would be great for them to do because they could fix things like hit registration from the ground up. They could take care of a lot of these bugs from the ground up and make sure they're fixed um, at day of release and don't get broken. I think that would be a good idea. But but based on the fact that Sea of Thieves is a profitable game for them, it's a popular game, it's the, the poster child of the, the Xbox Game Pass, it's, it's not going anywhere. And they had a roadmap for 10 years, and they're only in year three of that roadmap. So I don't see it going anywhere. I, I see we have many, many more years of Sea of Thieves uh, um, to play. 
whether the population stays or not. I have a feeling it'll stay for at least a little while because the game is absolutely beautiful as a great storyline. They're partnered with Disney now, so they can always pull that flag out of the, they can always kill, pull that mouse out of the hat. <laughs> See what I did there? Mouse, Mickey, Mickey, Walt Disney, Mickey Mouse, Walt Disney, you know, you know, but at any point in time, they could always pull something Disney out of the hat and bring people back. So I have a feeling we're going to be Sea of Thieves for a very long time, and it's going to unfortunately still have to support the Xbox. Now, if we get later on in that 10-year roadmap and Microsoft decides to nix, cut off the head of the old Xbox, could we see Sea of Thieves maybe blossoming into something bigger and cooler? Sure. We could definitely see that. But like I said, I don't see that in the near future. Uh, I don't see that for several years now. Um, the, the new Xbox is just not in a high enough circulation out there um, to, to even start considering that. So that, that's my opinion on that. That's kind of my uh, larger discussion point on that. Um, I think we're a very long time away from a Sea of Thieves 2. I don't ever think Sea of Thieves 2 is happening, but I think we're a very long time away from uh, losing the support of the old Xbox and thus beefing up the current Sea of Thieves for PC and the newer um, newer hardware. So, if you've listened this long, if you've listened this long, I teased that I'm going to tell you how to get the Duke Ship Cosmetics. And it's real simple. It is really, really, really simple. And I want to give a shout out to Captain Logan of Keelhold for suggesting me trying this. Now, I have a PC, and I have the old Xbox. So how do you do it? How do you get the new Duke set, which requires you to have the new Xbox in order to unlock? Well, you don't have to find a friend to log in to your account with. You don't have to go to someone's house to log into your account on their Xbox, download Sea of Thieves, and load in. No. You don't have to go online and find some random person who you don't know and don't trust. Give them your account information and hope they don't just keep it. You don't have to do that. You don't have to go to eBay and have, you know, pay some scammy person and lose your account that way. Nope. Nope. It's real simple. It's real simple. If you have Steam, unfortunately, you are going to have to pay for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. You are going to need Xbox Game Pass Ultimate because what you need to use is Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. You also need a controller. I personally have the Elite controller and I don't have Bluetooth on my computer, but what I do have is I do have a USB cable that I got at a gas station. So I ran the USB cable to my controller and I went to my browser in Chrome. I'm assuming you could do it in other browsers. I just use Chrome. And you could go to xbox.com slash play. xbox.com slash play. You sign in to your Xbox account uh, with your Game Pass and your Sea of Thieves, right? If you're playing Steam, make sure your Steam is linked to your Sea of Thieves account. And you log into it on on here. And oh, look at that. xbox.com slash play, log in. All of your games are there. It is a cloud-based service that's in beta right now. And basically what you're doing is you're remoted into an Xbox, basically, is what it comes down to. 
And as Xbox and as Sea of Thieves sees it, is you're playing on an Xbox. Now, why you have to have a controller, whenever you launch one of these games, it's going to treat you as if you're on an Xbox. So you can't use your control or you can't use your mouse and keyboard. You have to have a controller, an Xbox controller plugged into your computer. And then guess what? You can use the controller. Now, I logged in. I tried to walk around and see a thieves with the controller and I promptly logged out. But all you got to do is log in to xbox.com slash play, sign in, click Sea of Thieves. And it'll be a cloud-based system, so it's a little laggy. It's a little, you know, latency, but it's not horrible. It's not horrible. I didn't think it was bad, and I don't play console. And you'll log in. And within 24 hours, I had the Duke ship set. Because, again, the, the idea was that you log into the new Xbox um, by a certain date, and I'm looking that date up right now. Um for anyone who is, is wondering, um, because they extended it, they extended it to, um, um, let me see here. Uh, to, uh, it was originally may, um, 2021. Um, I just did this by the way, last week. So I know it worked. Um, so it's extended through November. So it, 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 it's extended through right now, November, um, so it, it, I would do it as fast as you can, uh, because I don't know how long into November it's going to be extended. Um, but I, I, again, I, I have no idea. Um, it says it, it extended to November of 2021. The original cutoff was, um, November 10th, 2020. Uh, and now it's November, now it's November, 2021. So you may only have till November 10th, which is like five, four or five days, right? So make sure you do this again, if you don't have the Duke ship set, but again, xbox.com slash play, log into your Xbox account. If you have Xbox uh, game pass or whatever, Xbox game pass ultimate have access to the cloud play, uh, just click see a thieves uh, with your mouse and then have your controller plugged in and working. Log in, run around for a little bit on the on the cloud-based system, and your Duke Cosmetics should be there within 72 hours, is usually they're saying. Mine got there within 24 hours. So uh, really cool to see. Uh, really cool that that was there because, again, I raised holy hell when they announced this because I'm a, com I'm a completionist. I'm a collector. I collect all of the cosmetics, even if I don't like them. And I wanted these cosmetics, not because I liked them, but because of, and I wasn't going to pay $600 for this cosmetic set, i.e. buying the new Xbox. So there you have it. If you want these, xbox.com slash play, log in, make sure you have the Game Pass Ultimate or whatever the required Game Pass version is for this. Load up Sea of Thieves, get your Duke cosmetics. Make sure you do it though. This month, and I'm going to guess it's probably November 10th is when the cutoff is. They haven't made an announcement about it, so they may have extended it even further. I, I don't know, but I would get in there soon because once they're gone, they're supposed to be gone. So there you go. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed this uh, week's episode. If you would like to get a hold of me, if you would like to propose a question or a comment, feedback, or any of that, you can obviously leave it in the YouTube comments. Um, you, YouTube. We got Pirate Talk Radio podcast on YouTube. 
please, if you haven't done so already, hop over there, drop a subscribe. Even if you watch or listen to this on the podcasting apps, please drop a subscribe. If we can get to the 100 subscriber lemma, I can actually rename the channel so it's actually Pirate Talk Radio Podcast instead of gibberish and people trying to find it. So please drop a subscribe so we can get that subscriber number going up and we can actually get an official name and official URL on YouTube. That would be very helpful. I appreciate it very much. You can also email me, Podcast at gmail.com. Also, feel free to leave any feedback, comments, or concerns on any of the podcasting apps. I'm always trying to get five stars. I hope I did that for you. If you are on YouTube, please hit that thumbs up, that like button, turn those notification bells on after you hit the sub button. You can catch us each and every week on Pirate Talk Radio. But thank you very much, everyone. Remember, the charity 24-hour stream is going on this Saturday, November 6th, starting at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you cannot attend, please check out our charity link in the show notes or the description box below the video and drop a dollar, drop $5, drop $20, drop $100, whatever you can afford to help children pay for their medical expenses. I appreciate you very much. Love you guys. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you next week on Pirate Talk Radio.